Test. Test, hey. test, test. Michael Scott, test, DEFCON test, 5. Test. Michael Scott. DEFCON 5. DEFCON 5. <laughs> DEFCON 5. <laughs> Man, the NBA Top 75 was released. And the first week of the 2021-2022 season has passed. Me and the boys have our way too early reactions. I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have the three hooligans with me again. JJ, how you living, my friend? Feeling good. Feeling great. How are you three? I'm feeling good. John, how you feeling? I'm doing great, man. And Sammy, how you living? Can't complain, my friend. Can't complain. So the NBA just released the top 75 players list, and there's a lot of controversy. But first, I want to ask you guys, which players are you most surprised to see on this list? Whew. Uh, I don't want to get the Portland hate, but uh, isn't it obvious? Like, isn't it Dame? Dame? Like I thought you were going to say Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> well, that would have been my next pick. No, just kidding, but... He's a blazer. He is a blazer legend. <laughs> he was. He is a blazer legend. Yeah. With the worst plus minus ever. But tell tell me what's your pitch? What's your pitch for why Dame Lillard might okay. not? Okay. Go ahead. When I think about the top seventy-five, I think about accolades. I think sure. about the postseason, and most importantly, I think about championships because rings count. Holla, holla. That's the main critique about LeBron James, whether it be fair or not, which is the championships. And that's the standard of higher judge today, which is why KD left OKC to go to the Warriors. So it's not that I don't like Dame because I am a big fan, big ups to Oakland, but compared to the people that didn't make it, you have Chris Bosh, you have Clay, you have Tony Parker and Paul Gasol. And Manu, like the Spurs yeah. was a deep playoff championship team for years. And you don't have at least two out of the big three to make it. I don't know, guys. What do you think about that? Am I on on point? Dame was my second choice for for players that I was surprised to see on this list. So I'm, I'm with you. I think it's uh, way too early for Dame, right? Is that is that how we all sort of feel? Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. I, uh, I just think I his, too. I think his style and how electric he is, and kind of it's there's a recency bias here, I think, because of what he's done in the playoffs, his game-winning shots, just what he's done for recently, and I think people look at that and they don't look at his whole body of work. But like you said, it is kind of early. He still has a lot of basketball left to play in his career. Yeah, I mean, like he's got, let's see, six NBA All Stars. He has a like one all NBA first team rookie of the year. You know, he doesn't really have a lot on his resume that some of these other players might have. Sammy, you were talking about how you had Dame second as a surprise on this list. Who was your first? Well, not to pile on the Portland hate, but my first choice that I was surprised by was actually Bill Walton. Ooh. And, oh, that's and a good pick. So the reason I bring that up is I know he was very effective when he played, but if you look at the career stats, he played more than 50 games. I think it was six seasons total. And so I, I understand that he was effective in that time span, but I think there's almost a nostalgia bias going the opposite direction of the recency bias you just discussed, where I think people remember him for those seasons, but it's almost an emphasis where it's forgotten that 
he was hurt all the time. Going back to college and even prior to that, there was one point that when I saw in his career stats, he literally played 14 games over four seasons total. Naturally, that's when he ended up with the Clippers. Uh, I'm not surprised there, but uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but he won the he won the champion one championship I believe in Portland. He was in he was with the Clippers for four or five years, and then he ended up in Boston. And uh, I was listening to a story that was talked about where he shouldn't even pass physical there, but Red Auerbach himself went in and basically forced the team physicians to pass him because he wanted to play so bad. But if you look at his overall stats by by destination where he was at, outside of the few seasons in Portland, you look at where he was at with uh, when he was with the Clippers as well as with Boston, the numbers are, you know, 12 points and seven rebounds, seven points and five rebounds in those two stops. I mean, I, I appreciate how good he was at his peak, but I just don't think the peak was long enough to justify a spot over 75 years of the NBA on this list. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna 100% agree with you because uh... It just seems like the lore or like the the man, the myth, the legend, his personality, that's really what got him in. Because the stats, they sort of add up, but they don't have the longevity that all these other players might have. Um, I mean, one person... Jared, who would you, who would you be? Ahead. Who was your number one on this list? Number one on this list, honestly? That, that surprised me? That surprised you, yeah. That surprised me. It it actually was JJ's pick. It was Dame Lillard, and I'm I'm from the Busted Bucket, which is a, a Portland Trailblazer podcast. I was surprised to see him on this list. I think other players are are more deserving before him, including Dwight Howard. We might get into that a little later. John, what was your pick? Ooh, I'm glad you asked because it had nothing to do with his quadruple double with. 10 turnovers tonight, but I'm going to have to go with Brody, <laughs> Russell Westbrook. So, <laughs> surprise. So, it, you, well, I'm sure you're not surprised, but to me, Westbrook was always a talented player. That wasn't the question, but I still think that he is an, he's very much an empty stat player. Not completely. He obviously brings value. He, he has a heart. And nobody can deny that he 100%. He plays with 100% passion, which is a blessing and a curse. But to me, he hasn't won anything. He's had probably one of the greatest players ever, or scores ever, and Kevin Durant didn't win. He played with James Harden, who's also considered one of the greatest scorers probably of our generation. Yeah. And he didn't. He wasn't able to pull it off. I think for me, he just. And I get it. He averaged a triple double in a, in, a, in a full season, which is not been done since Oscar Robinson. But for me, it's it feels like he's actively, he actively tried to do it. And I think that's that's understated or under underseen in terms of, I feel like if somebody like LeBron James wanted to average triple-double in a season, he could do that. It's just not one of his, it's just not one of his goals. So for me, I think that really takes away from the accomplishment, even though it is an amazing accomplishment. So for me, I'm gonna go with Brody, Russell Westbrook. I actually think, just playing off that really quick, that Westbrook, because he targeted triple-double so much and it was obvious, it actually depreciated what that was worth. Yes, sir. We don't value triple-doubles like we did back in the 90s, and I think a big part of it... <laughs> we don't. We don't. ...is because Westbrook clearly went after them to the point where it was out there that he was, you know, ripping rebounds away from Steven Adams for a while in OKC, so they're just not valued how, how they used to be back in the 90s. 
And also, you don't go against the Godfather, Irving Magic Johnson, where he said Brody had the worst point guard performance right. of all time. Yep. In a finals. In yep. the finals where yeah. it counts. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. I actually have a hypo- hypothetical question for you guys. If Russell Westbrook doesn't average a triple double for that one season, does he make it in? No. 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 JJ, no. what you think? No. No. He wasn't even, you could even argue he was the third best option on that OKC team with Durant yeah. and Harden. And Manu and um Tony Parker didn't even make it. Right. Pa- I mean, Paul Gasol didn't even make it. And he was the second best player with, with next to Kobe during their championship run. Right. Yeah, I mean, we should just go to the next topic, which is who, who is the biggest snub from this list? I mean, I JJ know, just rattled off a bunch of names here. The biggest fan of Dwight Howard here is John. So, John, you could go ahead and <laughs> Tell us about Superman, John. <laughs> Dwight Howard. I... I I played the fifth. Next question, please. <laughs> now, I think uh, I think Dwight Howard is so. A lot of this list, you're gonna you're gonna find, I think, in my opinion, that they're either on it or not on it for reasons beyond their basketball performance. And I think Dwight Howard is one of those people because of all the controversy, all the things that he did outside of basketball, and then also the things that he did inside of us within the game, not inside, not not, not actual stats or the game, but his inability to cooperate with teammates, the fact that he went from team to team for like seven straight years. So I think those play into a factor instead of just looking at his performance on the court. And if you base it off that with his four, I think three or four defensive players of the year, his just his how dominant he was in his prime, I think you have to put him on this list. So, but I, I think that's the reason why he's not on it. I think you're right about that too, just because if I think of Dwight Howard, and this just might be me, but the two primary things I remember was one, him kind of calling out Stan Van Gundy to the media and then Stan oh, yeah. coming right behind him. Yeah. Right. I believe, if I remember, if you guys remember what I was talking Aw- about. And that was other- awkward. Uh, right. <laughs> so yeah. awkward. And then the yeah. other thing I remember is him putting on the Superman and winning the dunk contest. And if those are my primary two memories of the guy, then that's obviously it ta- it doesn't take away from all he did on the court but the, it creates a perception and the, at the end of the day these are people voting right right and they're gonna have the same perception so 100 percent, i think what you're saying is accurate i mean i'm gonna go the opposite though one of the main things i think of when i think of dwight howard and john probably remembers this is that we were in 2009 looking at a lebron a possible lebron and kobe finals and Dwight Howard and that Orlando Orlando Magic team upset, right? LeBron James. That's right. And yep. in one of those games, he had like a monster double-double. It was like 42 points and 11 boards or something like that. I can't remember. But that one year, that's the one that sticks out to me as far as like peak Dwight Howard. And he's Since got you like guys all called the me accolades. Out. Go ahead. Yeah, he does. No, you're right. He has all the accolades. So I think he should be on this list. Now that you guys called me out on Dwight Howard, I'm gonna have to turn the tables on you and I'll go with Clay Thompson. What are your the two Warrior fans on this oh, man. table? What do you guys think about Clay Thompson not making it? My thing is that I know that the voters probably thought Clay Thompson was the third best option with the KD Warriors. Which is they're not wrong, but don't forget that Clay Thompson 
was also part of that 2015 championship without KD. He's right. an all defensive player. And game six, Clay mm -hmm. scored 37 in a quarter, scored 63 without playing in the fourth. And Dame beat him out, and Dame only plays one way. Sorry, a lot of the Dame hate's gonna come towards our <laughs> host here. Not at me, blame our host. What? So that's my thoughts. And I don't know if that's valid or not, because I'm a homer. I want you guys to kind of counter that. Is am I wrong or what? I'm I'm not gonna counter that. I think Clay is going to go down as one of the most underrated players of our generation. They don't win that title prior to KD without him with that OKC game. OKC makes the finals in that scenario and KD probably never comes to the Warriors as a result. Yep. And I and I think one of the biggest things that's overlooked about Clay being the third option is that he more than Bosch, more than Love, more than any other star was able to make himself a third option and base his game more off the two guys who needed the ball in the sand. Clay was one of those guys for me, and this was because he kept beating the Clippers. I couldn't stand him for the first few years because he always <laughs> played so well against the Clippers. The more you watch that guy and just what he's able to do on the court without the ball in his hand, that's a lost art, man. Every major scorer, in today's NBA, pretty much it feels like needs the ball in their hand. And if I remember that game where he scored 63, didn't he have like five dribbles in one quarter that game and make like eight or nine threes because he was just coming off curls and coming off cuts the whole time? Like, that's not an easy thing to do. It's easier to get to your spot with the ball, I feel like, than work around that many screens and be able to do that. So I'm 100% with you on clay. I 100% agree I mean, with. Yeah. Yeah, no, I 100% gonna... agree with Clay too. I think that if you're playing on a super team, which the Warriors were with Durant, and you're but you're not the top one or two guys, you're going to suffer like this. You're going to be looked at as not a as the main reason as to why you want a title. Even though without Clay, there's you can arguably say, like you said, Sammy, that they wouldn't have won. Yeah. Um, actually, that wasn't even the main snub I had, if I can kind of roll into that. Go. I know we've been talking a lot about team success being part of it. I'm going to go the opposite way here, though, and I want to bring up uh, T-Mac. The reason I do that is because I think that guy is forever underrated, and part of the reason he didn't have the team success is really bad luck. Orlando, remember, he was supposed to form that super team with Grant Hill. Grant Hill, who would have made this list, I think, if he was healthy. Unfortunately, his ankle was shot, never the same again. Mm -hmm. So that... T-Max Orlando career was never the same. He went to Houston with Yao. They had some success. Then Yao left and right started going down with foot injuries. And that team fell apart. I don't think people remember how smooth T-Mac was as a scorer. Just because he was always compared to Vince Carter since they were cousins. And no one... And in terms of spectacular play, almost no one taught Vince Carter. And I think T-Mac, because they were on the same timeline, they are literally family, got a little bit underrated of that. But just kind of going back to the moments and things we remember about players, I think everyone remembers what T-Mac did to the Spurs in that, remember that <laughs> game where he popped like 18 points, I think it was, in, in something like, two like minutes the or something like that? 30-something seconds, man. Like, oh, yeah, It takes right. special, special points? talent. Yeah. Or sorry, it was 13 points, sorry. Yeah. 13 points, right. No, but, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned like Vince Carter because, you know, you have Dame, you have Harden and Westbrook. When I think about the 2000s basketball and people buying jerseys and loving basketball again after Jordan, that was a dark period of the NBA. Mm -hmm. Other than Kobe, and I would say like Vince Carter was the jersey that people wanted that 
Toronto Raptors crazy yeah. design. Yeah. And like the way that he dunked. And like relating to what all of you were saying, which was like, John specifically said this actually, which was, uh, it's not based off accolades, it's kind of how their reputation was. Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady had bad reps. How yep. they left the Magic and how they left the Raptors. I like you a lot. So that's also Mike, and I know we're gonna get into the next topic soon, but my last point about this is, I just don't know what they're basing off. How are they selecting these players, right? It says that it's just a collection of accolades, but I wish they were a little bit more specific. That way we can be a little bit more, we can be critical, we can agree, disagree, and, and do some more accurately. That's my, that's my wish. Instead of it just says, these are just some of the collective accomplishments of the players who comprise the 75th anniversary team. Well, what is that? What does that mean? Like mm -hmm. championships, stats, right. triple doubles, right. heart, hustle, whatever it is. Like Iron Man, are you playing, or longevity, stuff like that, you know? So yeah. what, what active player currently do you guys think should be on this list uh, for, like in the next 25 years? So let's say they do the, the NBA 100. What player do you think is a lock for for making that list? I'm going Luca. I, I just think Luca's talent is so unique, and we haven't seen a player like him in a long time. That just he doesn't kill you with necessarily with athleticism. He just he has this great vision. You can see he's improving his game mentally. I, I would be shocked, barring injury, if he's not on this list when they do NBA 100. Wait, did Luka Doncic made the 75, didn't he? Or mm -hmm. he didn't? No, just I think it was just too short. We don't have enough on him yet because it's only been a few years, so he's not on the, the 75 list. He's not? Mm -mm. I'm going to look not at this list real quick. No. I'm going to look at this list Correct real quick. Correct me if I'm wrong. And <laughs> no, you're not wrong. I'm looking at the list right now. I got it. I even enlarged the screen because I have bad eyes and I'm old, so Crazy. I'm still able to see. <laughs> I'm looking. There's no Luca on here. For some yeah, reason, there. for some reason, I thought he made that list. That's crazy. That's well, obviously, that's a great pick. Yeah. And going back, it's kind of, it's interesting that they picked Dame, even though Dame has played longer than Luca over Luca. I mean, if we're if we're really looking at the body of work, have they pretty much have accomplished nearly the same things? Mm -hmm. Dame has made it to the conference finals, but Luca's made it to the semi the semi conference finals. I don't think there's it's that much of a discrepancy. Yeah. I do, mean, I'm do any of you think that the MVP, uh, the past MVPs in Joker and D Rose should be a part of the top seventy-five? I think I think Jokic will. If I right now with him, he was a bit of a snub to me. I if he's not on the NBA one hundred list to me, that that's just blasphemy. That guy's forever underrated as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna agree with with uh, Sammy there. I think. Um, we we won't see another Joker, I Agreed. think. I don't think we're gonna see another Joker in the next twenty five years, especially with the way that the league is going now. Um, mm -hmm. They don't want someone like Joker. They don't. They want someone a little bit more mobile. But the thing is, is that Joker is so skilled, you can't you can't get him off of the floor. It's impossible, right? Right. Yeah. That guy, for a basketball purist, at least this is this is my opinion. He's one of the most enjoyable players in the league to watch. I've always been partial to great passers. I love watching that guy play and watching his vision, just finding everyone all the time. 
I feel like the older that I get and the slower that I get, I appreciate NBA players who move slow and move kind of old, but are still good. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've liked them, the slow guys forever, because I've never been fast. You're in my so. world now, Grandma. Do you guys have anyone else that you think is going to be on this list in the next 25 years? LaMelo Ball. That's LaMelo. That's my yeah. hot take. That's my I hot take. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. He's lighting it up. I actually like say that pick. John Morant, but we'll get into him in a little bit. The NBA is back. And at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster? Washington, 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 and oh yeah, Washington. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So the NBA season, um, the first week has officially passed. I think we're a little over a week right now. We're actually recording this on a Wednesday, October 27th. And we're going to have some way too early reactions here to the first week and a few days. So the Chicago Bulls are 4-0. The Hornets 3-1. Um, the Knicks are 3-1. The Bucks are 3-1. The Warriors are 4-0. Jazz are 3-0. And the Grizzlies are two and one and they are currently playing the tro the portland trailblazers and they're beating them who do you guys think is going to be quote unquote the nba champions based off of this week i'm going with the warriors i, I think I, I think they're back i mean steph's on another level he just he hasn't fallen off from the mvp like year he had last year it seems like pool is really for real uh Draymond isn't quite where he was a few years ago from what I've watched of the I've seen three of their games so far before they played He's not quite there But I still think I think he's at the point now where he might be slightly underrated himself I mean he still does all the all the things that every championship team needs and Now you're just adding clay back to that. I mean, I know Even if he gets back to where he was it's gonna take a while to get him back in that flow but you bring back a player that good with how well this team seems to be gelling early and I I like what I'm seeing so far. I thought this team was supposed to be too young, but it seems like they're not playing any young players. You're in my world now, Grandma. Right? That's good point. <laughs> I mean, they look absolutely great. I don't know how they fit in Moody and how they fit in Kaminga. I don't even think they're going to fit in Wiseman at this point because Kayvon Looney and Bialica look amazing. It's kind of crazy. I think, I think you're on to something there. Do you guys have any other picks? I'll pick the Grizzlies just because John Morant is playing insane he had a great game against John's Lakers the Lakers did win but you just have to admire their body of work which is only one week of work but we right. still enjoy what we see and he's really looking like an early MVP candidate he's aggressive towards the basket he's able to drive pass and he's shown flashes of great shooting as well. This cack of ball, man. So I love Jaw. 
I love Ja. Yeah. I hope he. I just hope he stays healthy. He's like a mini Derrick Rose out there, and and he's just so nasty with his movements, and he's lightning quick. Just cannot be stopped off the dribble. I would. Ne- I would have never like guessed that, that Ja Morant is actually leading the league in scoring right now, like total points. It's Ja. Morant. Oh, he is. Yeah. I did not. Know, I did not know that. It. Yeah. Memphis That's is wild. not being talked about. Agreed. You know, you know what's yeah. wild is that everyone wanted Morant over Zion. Yeah, he came on quick. I know in college I mean, Z- he came Zion, on Zion. I, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, 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 everyone's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ja also came on. He came on the yeah. scene late in college. I remember that he wasn't even on like the top five list of, of draft picks until late in the college season. So. Right. And he yeah. played at a small school. Yeah, and that's this Grizzly team doesn't even have Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is not back right. yet, and that's a big yeah. piece for them. That's your crush, that is a big man, piece. Dylan Brooks. Right, and I was, yeah, I was pulling up some stats. I was just curious because I, I felt like they played at a really fast pace, and so I was curious to see pace in the league right now. And they're actually more middle of the pack. But the thing that caught me, I was looking at offensive efficiency numbers. So they're number one in the league right now. Obviously, it's a very small sample size, right? But the difference between them and number two in efficiency right now is the same as the difference between number two and number what? 14. Like, it's not close how much more efficient they are than anybody else. And that's without Brooks, like we said. Obviously, it's probably not sustainable. We're only three games in for them. They're playing their fourth right now. But that's still a crazy start yeah. to jump yeah, off for to. Sure. They're on a hot start. Do we have any more picks for crowning them NBA champions? I'm going to go with the New York Knickerbockers. I really like them this year. I think they're going to make a leap because they added Kemba Walker. They added Obi Toppin in the draft. They have another year of RGA Barrett, who should progress. I think he's playing well. And then, obviously, they have the star Julius Randle, who's just a beast. And I wish he would stop shooting jumpers so much and just... Go on the block, go on the post, and dominate because he's so much more physically dominating than every player that defends him. But I do like them. I do think that their Thibodeau is always going to have them play defense. Obviously, my concern is on the offensive side of the ball, but I think Kemba Walker is a great fit for them, much better than, than he was in Boston. And so I think he will be able to make up with a lot of their deficiencies off when they struggle offensively or the ball is stagnant. Because Kemba is that guy. He's an ISO player. He's able to create shots for himself. And I think that's one of the big things that they missed last year. And defenses were able to hone in on Julius Randle, who was the only really primary scorer for that team. So I think they're more dynamic. They also have Derrick Rose again, who's just, man, that guy, good for him. He just came back from horrible, horrific injuries and is a great contributor on a in the mecca of basketball. So... My pick of the, is the Knicks. That is correct. Yeah, surprisingly, that, that signing for Evan Fournier worked out pretty well because <laughs> I think if you think maybe up to three years back, if anyone signed Evan Fournier, no one would care. And right. it's actually a really important part to this Knicks team. And Emmanuel Quickly is actually one of the dudes that I really like on that squad. I know he is only playing like 15 minutes a game, but he's a lot of fun to watch. Um so yeah, that's that's a great pick. I'm gonna go with the Chicago Bulls. The surprise, Chicago Bulls with the goat, Alex Caruso, as John <laughs> likes to say. But, Caruso, baby, the Caruso. I like everything about this team. 
I like how underrated they are. I like how scrappy they are. I like that they play defense. Lonzo Ball having defensive highlights is the thing that I love to see whenever it pops up on Bleacher Report or ESPN. Um, they're just smacking teams down, and I love it. What do you guys think they, of the Chicago Bulls? They just beat... Defense. Oh, go sorry. Ahead, sorry. I, I was just going to say that they're so good that they beat the Raptors without Siakam. <laughs> they beat the Pistons without Cade. <laughs> do I need to go on? <laughs> hey, this is point. called the way. This is called the way too early way too overreactions. <laughs> you're, not, you're not playing the game. Correctly. I'm overreacting here, JJ. How dare yeah, you bring yeah. me back to earth? You're fired. Oh man. And in case your ears are okay, get Yo, the okay. Let me. Out. Even though JJ is right, they haven't played the best teams yet, so they haven't really been challenged. But I will say this: that. Lonzo Ball and Caruso, when they're, when they're on the floor together, their ability to defend the one and the two, or the two and the three, whatever, however you want to position it, or their best players, the other player team's best players, is huge. And those two are elite defenders. And when you can do that, when you can stop the ball, stop penetration, it does wonders for your team. And I hate to say it, but I miss Caruso, the goat, the, the, the bald <laughs> mamba, whatever you want to call him. We have plenty of names for him. Nicknames for him here in Lakerland. He's looking pretty good over there. So I'm, I'm going to move on to our early MVP picks here. What do you guys think after the first week? Who's going to pop out as MVP? Well, I'm kind of upset for John because he was bugging us that why isn't Kuzma on this list? <laughs> Sorry. He did have a double-double, right? 24 points and 10 rebounds. Of course he does it when he leaves the Lakers. Or maybe it was a triple-double with like <laughs> <Yeah>. 10 turnovers. <laughs> I, uh, you guys, man, I can't stand the Kuzma slander because he's, he, did, he, did, he didn't do much for the Lakers. But still, he was a Laker, so I had a, I got a, I'm partial to him, you know? Yeah, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I'm just messing with you. I mean, my, my early MVP pick is going to be, of course, Steph Curry. I think that's going to be a top team. I think he's going to do a lot of the, the heavy lifting, per se. Um, and of course, I'm a Warrior fan, so I got to go with Steph Curry. And they're undefeated right now. And Klay Thompson doesn't come back till January. And it's not... It, it looks like if the Warriors can stay at this pace with Steph, like Steph playing great, maybe Klay doesn't have to come back in January. True. Although I think you're gonna want to get him back in by what All Star break at the latest, just to kind of get him reincorporated. And the guy hasn't played competitive ball in True. what two seasons now, so you, you do got to get him back out there. But I, I definitely get where you're coming from. Um, for me, just kind of going off what we were talking about earlier, I like Morant right now. I mean, that that team, if they can stay as a top five seed, which is a big ask out west, but if they're there at the end of the year, he's gonna be in the conversation. And just from our notes here, our friends at DraftKings have him at plus 3,500. So you know me on the betting front. I like a That's good value true. when I see one. And 35 to 1 is great value for what he's done so far. Nice plug. So nice plug, Sammy. I, there you go. <laughs> there you go, baby. You know, yeah. I'm a company man. Shout out DraftKings uh, Sportsbook. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, John Morant's a great pick. A great pick. What about uh, the two of you? JJ and John. Sammy covered my pick. I think we should move on. John. Deal. 
I'm going to say Luca. I think he's due. I think this is his year. I think with a new coach and a new system, and I guess they're trying to incorporate KP, Porzingis, Porky, and I think they're gonna. I think they're off to a little bit of a slow, slower start, if if I, my memory serves me correctly. But I think they're gonna pick it up, and Dallas will probably be a top four seed in the West. Ooh, interesting. Our next topic is the teams that are in trouble, the fall from grace teams, the AKA Michael Scott's DEFCON 5 teams. <laughs> Which teams are in trouble, boys? Or what one team? What one team is in trouble? Sammy, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could tell you the same thing, well, man. Well, well, here's the thing. Yeah, well, that would that would be that wouldn't be an interesting episode, right? If we if we know if we say what everybody's thinking. All right, I'm gonna start off with the Warrior fans. Why don't you guys go? Well, we all expected the Lakers to have troubles. They are the the heavy favorite to make it to the finals. So let's get that out of the way. They have AD and LeBron. So, John, you should have all the confidence in the world. It's just a little, like, weird right now of what's happening with uh, who they have, their roster rotations, and how they've been playing. Um, you know, I'm going to be quite honest with Polinka's roster moves and his pickups. I didn't really agree. I felt that... The Lakers don't need ball-dominant players. They need 3 and D players. They're known for their defense, which is what we talked about the last pod. And you can't have a rotation where you have Melo and Westbrook on the floor at the same time. I'm sorry, that's not just gonna work. They have the worst plus-minus for defense. And I could tell that LeBron will probably get a little irritated they already had a scuffle on the bench with AD and Dwight. Yeah. And it's way too early for that. And they were teammates. It's not like they're new teammates. They were on the championship bubble team, right? So, John, like, I'm telling you, you're good. It takes time for them to mesh well. Uh, Westbrook has shown history that in second part of the season, he improves as shown at Washington and OKC. Or not... Uh, Radio? Oh yeah, Houston and uh, Washington. Houston. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Kind of weird right now. I think they go 2018 Cavs, and four of those guys aren't at the team by the I trade deadline. <laughs> mm. I agree. I, I really believe that. I think a couple guys are not going to be on that squad anymore. And remember, with that Cavs squad, one of the guys that got moved was Dwayne Wade. So he moved friends, and we know who ran that team. It wasn't David. Le, Le GM. So. The GM. GM, exactly. The <laughs> Lakers GM right now. He's setting up those moves with that load management he just faked. Oh, he, he's already looking, man. He's uh, scouting right now. He's not injured. Westbrook for somebody, Irving, dude. Please somebody make take, it happen. Somebody take Sammy's, somebody take Sammy's no. mic away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You just don't want, you okay, don't, you don't okay. want the facts? Before, uh, I, before <laughs> I make my pick here, I'm going to have to agree with you guys. I actually wasn't a fan of their roster moves either. I was cautiously optimistic my concern was always that i know that we were struggling offensively last year as a team and we we didn't have a lot of shooting so i think what happened is palinka overcompensated 
and he went too far in getting scorers and shooters and focused on the offensive side on the ball, which is should have been a, a focus, but he went way overboard with it and basically compromised or or what he did was he got rid of all of our great defensive players in Caruso and KCP yeah. and that was an issue and who knows maybe they'll turn it around maybe maybe Rogo can come up with a system that will help these guys who are not really defensively minded but we'll see so as in terms of my pick I'm gonna have to go with the Phoenix Suns and mm. it's not really their record it's everything that's happening outside of the basket, basketball realm or it's happening behind the scenes, not yeah. between the line, not between the four lines of the, of the hardwood, and that is obviously Robert Sarver and the controversy, which is still TBD. I think I haven't heard anything updated, but apparently there's this crazy news that can come out or evidence. So we'll see what happens on that front. And then there's also the DeAndre Ayton issue that we talked about in the last pod. It's not resolved. He's we're just gonna see what happens, but that has to be kind of a dark cloud or at least some sort of cloud over the team because, you know, as much as they, it, it, DeAndre Ayton wants to just brush it over or says, we'll just play basketball, it's always going to be in the back of his mind as to why these other guys are getting paid and he isn't at this point. So we'll see. They're one and two. It's obviously still very early, but I'm going to go with the Suns. Nice. I, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to... Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Portland, actually. And I, I know it sounds like we've been doing a lot of blazer hate. I hope our, our friends over at the uh, the Busted Bucket podcast don't kick you off the show when they hear this episode. But we've seen this team at its best. They did make a conference finals, but I just think it's time to break this team up. Yeah. It just, they still can't defend anyone. And I feel like they haven't been able to defend anyone after, what's it been, five years we've been talking about defense with that team. It hasn't come together. I don't know if it's necessarily time to trade Dame, but I do think it's time to make some changes to the squad and and just see if you can rebuild around him first and foremost. And if it comes to trading him, I hope for Portland it doesn't. I, it's clear he loves it there, and it's rare to see a star stay with his team now long-term, so I hope he stays there. But I just think this iteration of that team is has gone like, as far as it's gonna go. And, and I think I'm gonna ask to you, like up. Samuel, like, what are they waiting for, dude? Like, honestly, like... I don't know. I don't that's know. That's a great question. Like, they've I mean, had CJ and Dame for years. And Nurk. And Nurkic. And Nurkic like, has been there for years, too. Defend, and you have arguably the best guards in the West. Right. And and we've been watching this for four or five years. It's, they just need one more piece. They just need a defender. And every year they make these changes on the margins. And every year they end up somewhere between the three and six seed. They might get out of round one. They did have the year a couple years ago where they got to the conference finals, but even then they got swept by the Warriors. So I just, I think now you do it. And if anything, you're not at the Simmons level with the Sixers or anything, but you probably lost a little leverage because now people know that maybe Dame's not demanding a trade, but they know he's unhappy. What I, and so that does change yeah, things I, a little I, I bit. I agree. I, what I don't understand is they've had CJ McCollum, who was their biggest trade piece for so long. They just kept on to him and Right. To me, he's a good player, but I don't know if he's going to be that second guy that's going to be able to take the team over the top. And granted, there are other teams with three stars, four stars, but you got to try to make a move now because as much as Dame says that he's patient and he's loyal, he's a human. And his patience is going to wear sure. thin eventually, sooner or later. At least that's what I think. 
Yeah, and the irony to me is that from a pure basketball standpoint, Simmons actually makes a ton of sense there. But I just think Dame would be at his throat within two weeks because <laughs> Dame's so competitive and Simmons clearly is not. But in terms of encore and what right. they need, he makes a ton yeah, of sense Yeah, it would be there. awesome. And CJ fitting in Philly would be yeah. perfect as well. I think we've discussed this before. CJ actually, right. his trade yeah. value is probably at an all-time high right now because he's playing great um, right. at the start of the season. Dame Lillard is actually the one who's kind of starting off slow. And the thing that... Right. That worries me about the Blazers is that I've seen them play for Terry Stotts for a while, and they were bad on defense. And then Chauncey comes in, implements a new system. You know, they're going to play at the level of the screen. They're going to rotate more on defense, yada, yada, yada. When you have Dame, who's a minus defender, CJ McCollum, who's a, a minus defender, Nurkic, who's slow and can't rotate very quickly, they're just going to find new ways to be bad. You know what I mean? No matter what system right. you put in there. Yeah, sometimes a, you're just not a good... Def- yeah, it's not a scheme a thing. This is a issue. personality. And this is what we're saying. No, no. Sorry, no, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's definitely a personnel I- issue. Sorry to the Busted Bucket fans who are listening right now. <laughs> what I am going to say <laughs> is that these are also way too early reactions. So I'm going to preach patience for those... Laker fans and those Blazer fans <laughs> who are in DEFCON 5 right now. But anyway, that is it that we have for this podcast today. JJ, I want to thank you for being on, man. Hey, thank you, everybody. Good luck to the NBA season. John, thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad. Oh, we did talk about Ben Simmons a little bit, but we, we didn't. It wasn't a main topic. <laughs> it wasn't a main topic. That's true. We just got to mention it. him. All right, good to be here, guys. Sammy, thanks for being on, man. Always a pleasure, man. And I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.